0: Welcome to the podcast here. Partscountaguru.com. Man, we are excited today to have critically acclaimed actor Marlon Young on the show today. Marlon, how the heck are
1: you, my friend? I'm great man. I'm well rested from a 16 and a half hour flight a couple of days ago. So we slept for 18. So I'm totally fine.
2: Oh, Jay broke his that? headphones. He broke his headphones. Jay, we didn't even <laughs> make it two minutes in. I heard all of that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> hey, so Jay, you, you're you good? You back? You need me to no? Like, I am good. I'm, in front I'm, of the, I'm, okay.
0: I'm back in order. Trust me. I was trying to adjust my 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 elbows. So we're good. We're good, don't want to see good, me man.
2: dancing in front of the camera. All right. No, so no, not at all. You and Marlon have a pre-existing relationship. I guess we'll call it that. Right? Well, it's it's a way back. Um, it's it's the first time i've seen seen
0: marlon yeah it's been decades so but we have a lot in common and yeah we uh we we do have a lot going way back so that's that is for sure
2: so um can can you you i'm gonna throw it out to maybe oh i should just ask marlon let him tell his side of it so so tell me marlon how how did you and jay meet so uh
1: 40 plus years ago, I'm sorry, man, <laughs> given where you're, given what you age, but <laughs> I, um, in high school, uh, there was a parts store, uh, uh, Elm Street Auto Parts. It was a, it was a, a, a Napa parts store where a bunch of uh, the guys worked. It, it, they were kind enough to not employ, uh, adults to man the counter. So they'd hire us teenagers. And, uh, so I worked there. I was one of the guys that worked there. And uh, we had a competing parts store that was about two miles away in town. And that was uh, Ryan's auto parts. That's correct. Yeah, that was cool. That's it. Uh, Jay's dad owned that
2: oh! so he, <laughs> okay. right. this that's is great.
0: this is the story all of our all of our audience hears all the time about where I started in this business. So,
2: okay, yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah, well, now right. we, have
2: a, we have a face with that story now,
1: yeah, the connection. yeah, yeah. So connect. so uh so the guys would sometimes we'd bounce, you know, they'd it, it, get tired of working where we were working because we had a woman that we worked for was she was a uh she was for lack of a better word, she was a tyrant. Oh for sure. So so to take a break, Francis Hooker was her name. So to take <laughs> I hope she not, True. It's true. <laughs> to take a break from her and still work in the in the same you know in the same uh, uh, arena, uh, doing uh, working parts store, some guys would leave Napa, you know Elm Street Auto Parts and go work for Jay's dad. So one guy that did that constantly, constantly back and forth was uh, Danny Smile.
0: Yeah. Well, Smiley. well, that'd be a
1: really good friend of mine.
0: Yeah. Danny Smiley was, and I think you ran, uh, the same circles with Marvin Stanley as well was one of them. And when we were talking the other day, you know, there's quite a few of us guys that, that ran through that, uh, that system is what I like to call it, <laughs> the System, you know, because uh, you know, I, I left after my dad closed that store and I went on to work for, for Francis as well, her and Mr. Earl. And it was, uh, quite the experience. And, uh, Mar, uh Marlon and I both got quite the chuckle the other day when I explained to him, he went in the military before I did. And, um, I well, think not, he would say the same know thing. know
2: what branch. Yeah, Marlon. Uh, I, I went to the army. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. I
1: joined the army as a, as a, a on the delayed entry program in, uh, in 1979 and then graduated in, in 80 and then went right to, went right to basic training and, uh, did that. And I was a, um, I was a, uh, I was an infantryman, but it was a 19 Delta Cavalry scout. That's why you rode yep. in, yep. in a former personnel carrier. So I did that. And then I, I got stationed at uh, Fort Hood, Texas. And uh, I was pretty reasonably smart, book smart kid in, in school. Right. So uh, I won the first year I was there. I won the soldier competition and I got recommended to go to uh, flight school to fly helicopters. The uh, general that gave me the award said, no, oh, you should be an officer. So I don't have any college. And so we can go to flight school and teach everything you need to know and you can become a warrant officer and i said well uh, i've never been up close to a helicopter ever he goes no i don't worry about it." so i go to the school i applied for the school ended up getting getting uh, uh, uh invited to come down to alabama to be a part of the program and it turns out i had a
2: i have a knack for all things <laughs> aviation.
1: So I graduated in the top center of, of flying fighters for the next, uh, next seven years. So,
2: That's I, awesome. I was trying to do a little bit of homework before the show. And I, the more I started to learn about your bio, which is typically good practice, mm-hmm. right. To know your guest a little bit. Right. And I'm, and I'm looking through and I'm oh, looking so. through, of course, all the, uh, the credits, right. The, the, the movie credits and the, uh, I think you've got some production credits as well. Um yeah. and, and then I'm seeing like well helicopter pilot. I think you've got or have had motorcycles and you're a car guy, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm I, like, oh uh, well, he's just he's just ahead. one of us, man. I mean, this we're just gonna sit here and talk about I mean, yes, we're gonna we're gonna plug some stuff that you're working on, but like there's no work involved here. We're just hanging out.
1: Which has <laughs> a bunch of guys yeah. right uh it's kind of kind of unique uh in in that um you know I, not a lot of people in this industry in the entertainment industry have this background you know uh some of them have studied either studied uh, theater or they've uh, or they've been in plays and they're or they come from a family that's a, you know theater or an artistic family i, I don't come from any of that as, uh, as Jay can tell you <laughs> it's, all, it's all farms and logging and parts stores and mechanics and you know backwood stuff That's,
0: you know? yeah for sure, very very rural area we are both uh, we are both from Diversified. You know Marlon, one thing that yeah, exactly. The one thing that I I you know I was because um, you graduated in 80. Mm-hmm. um and you were obviously very young uh when you enlisted as well as i i was i was i graduated at the age of 17 myself and mm-hmm. and i went in a I went in a year later in the air force so um but i think i recall didn't you weren't you in some drama classes in high school though i did i was
1: i um i've always wanted to be an actor uh, my um just telling story, the story other, the other day somebody who asked me the same question uh you know you, how just essentially how'd you start how'd you get interested in the good things, job right? jay
2: you ask and, all the um, common
1: questions <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey
1: man uh, but I, I i love telling this i love telling the story because for me it's a, it's a reasonably interesting story reasonably interesting i guess uh, uh, uh take to, to get into it it wasn't that i had a love for uh for, for for entertaining people, it was an escape for me. My I uh, must. I'm, I'm the youngest of four. We're all two years apart, and uh, my parents never never got along. Uh, I don't. Jay, did you know my dad, Norris? You know, I, your dad and my dad knew each other, but I,
0: I think he he came into the park store a few times. You know, mm-hmm. when I was younger, but. I, I don't think I I met your dad like had conversations with him. This no. is interesting.
2: We're so. all in kind of similar circumstances from that background. Yeah, I understand the escape yeah. thing. Yeah,
1: got it. So it seemed so it seemed like they, they would they would fight viciously after church on Sunday. It's it, it yeah. seemed that way anyway. And, uh, and so my siblings would, uh, you know, escape, They'd go out in the woods and play, or go to somebody's house and, you know, get away. I escaped into television, and it seemed like every Sunday afternoon on whatever that local station was out of Savannah, and that local- WTOC, man, <laughs> I, I, I remember, I remember it well. Yes, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So uh, on that station, almost every Sunday, there seemed to be a Jerry Lewis movie on. So uh, so I escaped into television because I wanted to do what he did for me, right? So I became this Jerry Lewis aficionado. So I've seen all of his movies more than once. And uh, so Jerry made me want to become an actor. So that followed on to after he got into school, uh, even in first grade, right? Even in the first grade, I ended up doing, I started doing plays. And by the time I got to high school and we were in Mrs. Well, she became Miss French, but it was oh. Betty Still. Yes, Miss Right, Betty French. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. she she was Miss she was Miss Still at the time. Yeah. And uh, and she would she would, through her class we'd put on plays, right? So she'd had she taught drama, uh, some drama. So I did a bunch of plays through her. So that, and uh, and then after I got it got, got me army, I ended up doing the same thing. I go out and found a uh, theater group. Uh, I was stationed in Germany for four years. So I found a theater group in Germany. So I'd be flying during the week and then playing Snoopy in a production of you're a good man, Charlie Brown at night at the officer's club. <laughs> nice. Great, great <laughs> role, man. Awesome. It was yeah. great. It was great you know? <laughs> uh, but that's how, that's how I got, that's how I got started in it. That's how I got interested in, in, in theater. you know,
0: when, when you're that age, man, and, you know, back in high school and, you know, in drama class, I mean, did you have that expectation? Is that is that a goal? Was that a goal for you? I'm going This is what I'm doing with my life. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be an actor. Um, yes. Is that so? You were pretty confident at that point. That's what you you had a clear path of what you wanted to do then. Absolutely. I knew and, what I was gonna do. That's awesome. Yeah. I see. I wish that I could have. I I always wanted to be David Lee Roth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did. I did move to Nashville to try to now, make it in music. Yeah, we need to we
2: need to stop that that moving to Nashville thing. But we'll, we'll get to that in yeah. a minute. I've I've got a. So this is interesting from a from a. Just thinking about like old class. I mean, I guess Facebook changes this a little bit now, but or social media in general. But you know, yeah. there's people that know me from my. T- I did some things as a teenager that I'm not real proud of and and I know I'm not alone like we've all done especially boys with cars I mean, we've all done stupid stuff and sure um, I, I you know the old saying you can't be a prophet in your own hometown like it, it's it, it's got to be a little odd to see you guys see each other after so much time has passed and you both know those 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 stupid years of each other and and yeah i you know and i can i can tell you marlon honestly like i've jay we've known each other probably what 10 15 years something 10,
0: 10 15 yeah, yeah we
2: met in a in a previous life at a previous job in the auto industry um okay. and and i have watched him grow just inc- like just, it's just Really encouraging to me to see that, but it, it reminds me you know you, you think back to your your high school days and the guys that you knew and you're like, well, you always think of them that way but man you've got you've got um, flight school credits you've got acting credits you've got all this stuff kind of that's transformed you into the Marlon young of today mm-hmm. and and then and then you got this guy sitting across from you on the on, on the video screen and you're seeing a a, a, a grown ass man but you know you're 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 remembering the boy that did the crazy stuff, right?
0: Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we uh, both yeah, we we both do. It's kind of yeah, that's a that's a that's an interesting um to, way to 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 bring that in. Um
2: Did I just throw man, you off?
0: No, no, you didn't throw <laughs> me off. No,
1: no, one's and, ever done that before. No one's ever too around like that before. That's very really cool. Yeah, yeah. Can, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> you know, for from social media, man, you you brought that into the into the it's, conversation yeah. and I I probably would not have reconnected as quickly with Marlon had it not been for social media. Thank goodness for it. it yeah. if, if there's any positive things about social media, that's one of them. Um I love reconnecting, if not, if not the only thing. I, yeah, exactly. Right. I, I, exactly. Oh,
2: yeah. I mean there's probably 90% yeah, could, of the the even the old high school connections that I've got and you spend some time catching up and you go Ew, yeah. Okay, that's a little bit too much I, like, <laughs> right like if i'm marlin i'm thinking yeah i i got out of there to avoid that drama right like yeah like yeah no thanks
0: well you know just to understand you know you, you to, to to understand where marlin and i our background where we come from it truly is a very unique part of this country um even right down to the accent that people have from the area because you cannot mistake someone from the low country of South Carolina. You cannot yep. mistake it. When you hear them, there is a distinct accent. There are phrases that people use like, I'm going to bring you back home, Marlon. Here we go. Okay. Hey, Bo, Hey,
2: How many times, <laughs> right? Hey-bo, hey-bo. <laughs> so that is, that's yeah, yeah. very Jay- common. My my exposure to Marlin, my first exposure to Marlin was Entourage. And I uh, w- made some sort of comment to you, like, what's in the water down there? Be- does everybody <laughs> from there come out with, like, a super deep voice? And uh, is that just, like, part of where you grew up? <laughs> I think so.
0: It's the Savannah River Savannah site, Marlin. That's what it is, man. It's in the water. Yeah, sure. yes,
1: yeah. yeah, in the water. In the, uh, yeah, that and the, and the giant snake they used to say they grew up down there. Oh, oh the swamps. Yeah, the swamps do a cha- yeah right. I went back to a charity event um, in uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago uh, because uh, uh, cousins my cousin Alonzo young uh, married and his wife uh, heads up this uh, this uh, ab- ab- abused uh, ab- abused wife uh, charity foundation so she asked me to come back and help raise money. So, uh, my wife and I went back there. And uh, as you know, Jay, Mandy Imler is has been one of my closest friends for since sixth grade, probably. Yep. Married to Stacy Strickland. And Stacy and I played football together. So, I've known Stacy since we were 12. So, every time I go home, uh, I forget about the hayboat until I run into Stacy. Yeah. Right? That's how he dresses me. Every time. And it's like, I saw, I don't see him for seven years. Cause I don't get back there that often. And when I go up there to see him, it's like, I was just there yesterday. Right. Right. So he's like, Hey, well, remember that thing I told you about? It's like, Dude, that was, that was seven years ago. No, I don't, I don't remember that thing. <laughs> and I'm
2: guessing three days later, it's, you've had enough and it's time to you, take a break. Got and, a, yeah. I've got a
1: three-slash-four-day limit,
0: yeah. and then i yeah. I got to get back to the plane. Marlon and I had that conversation the other day. I was there yeah. for three weeks back earlier in the year for my dad with his open-heart surgery, and um, uh, I was explaining to him going down to a local chicken joint. Um, now, I'll go ahead and plug it because I don't know that anybody else would, but it's rigged, isn't it? Yeah, anybody who uh, uh, who is friends of both yours and mine uh, that, that may watch this podcast and I hope they do because I'm going to be letting everybody know about it. Um, (laughs) but the the one thing that, that, that I told Marlon, I said, people just don't know how to cue there. They don't know how to stand in line. And it's not because they don't know how to stand in line. It's because when you go to these public places where people are buying their fried chicken dinners, getting it, you know, going in for an eight piece box or, you know, whatever, it becomes a social event everywhere you go in our hometown it's a social event you there's not anyone you don't know there's yeah. not anybody that does not want to catch up with you and ask you how's your mama doing you know that that's just how it works man and uh i that's, love it I'm, that's the first
1: question that's always yeah, the first question
2: that, that's right
0: it's a it's how's a beautiful your mama doing?
2: yeah see here it's uh, how's your mama and <laughs> yes
0: yeah one word he's in yes. Tennessee. one word
2: yeah i'm in Nashville. one word uh, can, yeah, I'm in the Nashville area. I live well, Jay. No, I live just outside of Nashville. Kathy Lee Gifford just moved into town, and she's on television telling everybody how great it is here. She went on some morning show or whatever. She's little oh. to this morning, and I'm like, "Stop, stop! This is you're, all you're doing <laughs> is you're bringing more people in, and traffic's getting worse. And yeah, like it's yeah, not yeah. gonna be. Uh, I got
0: out.
1: I got out in time, Marla. yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. hung out uh, never lived there hung out there uh, uh, hung out there for <laughs> was, Don't hold this against me but I was uh was the last place I was stationed was uh, Fort Campbell Kentucky 101st yeah. airborne yep yeah right just, exactly
2: just up the road Clarksville. yeah
1: yeah, yeah so I knew I was getting out of the army and uh, i I'll, I'll, I'll make this long story really but it, it pretty short. And this is, uh, this is the first time I'm telling anybody this. So, you know, only my only close people here know.
2: Uh, and the rest of the internet. Yeah. But okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, right. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think there are any pictures, so I could be lying, but, but I'm not, uh, I ended up meeting a guy at a club in, uh, Nashville it was at a, some nightclub and I met this guy and he we're on, I met him more on a dance floor and he said, uh, look, man, have you ever thought about dancing for, to make some extra money? And uh, I said, uh, no, no, never thought about that. You know, but, uh, but I'm open to it. I'm open to, I'm open to any new, you know, uh, uh, experience, right? So the long and short of it was for the last almost year I was in the army. I was a uh, part of a male dance troupe. That went around Nashville Whoa. dancing to the ball.
0: Oh, wow. Was, you heard it here first, so, folks. <laughs> right, here, right here on partscounterguru.com. Here on go.
2: What was the approximate time frame? Like, y- what year would that have been?
1: A year? This was uh, 86 to 87.
2: Okay. Yeah, well, man. And I'm going to tell you what. Like, uh, I go downtown so infrequently now, but even from year to year, I don't, even, I don't even know it. Like, it's easy for me to get lost now, and I've lived here over half my life. I'm 46. I've lived here... Since the late '90s, yeah,
0: I moved there in '91.
2: It's changed a lot. I, I kind of miss some of those old, like stomping ground kind of kind of hangs.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I uh, I got out
0: of the service, active duty, and moved back to Varnville, um, of yeah. all places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told, you told this me this me is a the real place. <laughs> it's yeah, I like was yeah.
2: on the Andy Griffiths show. um it was kind
0: of interesting, man. And, and I was, this is a guy that had, I spent three years in Europe. And, um,
2: Varnville with a they,
0: V. Varnville with a V. Hey, this is where Forrest Gump was filmed, my friend. Okay. There, there is no such thing For as Bo reason. Alabama. <laughs> okay. But, uh, right. But, um, it was a Greenbow, Alabama, right? But, uh, no, this is Varnville. And anyway, I, I, I tried it. Um, I, I worked construction with my dad as a man out of the auto parts business, and um, we still got you.
1: Thank uh, you. I don't know what, I don't know what happened. It just, it's just okay. security. comes just like ISIS showed up.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, man. But, um, but anyway, I, I tried it, and uh, it just didn't work. And I, I was in a local band, as a matter of fact, playing with a mutual friend again, David. You played tennis with him on the tennis team. Dave Matthew. Uh, Dave Matthew. Yeah, he was my first, my first band I was ever in at the age of uh, fourteen, I think. He was my lead guitar player. My dad sold him his first guitar. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, we were in a band together, and uh, things just weren't working out for me in that area. And I, I had been around the world, and it was a little too small for me. And um, yeah. yeah. So someone had said, you know, maybe you need to try Nashville out. So I uh, relocated to Nashville, and that was in '91. My my oldest son wasn't even a year old yet. But uh but anyway, um Nashville was good to me. Twenty-five years there. And uh we just recently relocated out here to the West Coast and I just absolutely love it out here, man. So And
1: did did you do did you do music? Did you get into music uh oh, yeah, in Nashville yeah. as well? Oh yeah. I played
0: um I did real well for a while, actually. I did some studio work. Um now I uh Treveka Nazarene College had a really nice uh recording studio a a uh, engineering sound engineering program um and I was very fortunate I that's believe I was ac-
2: here Marlon. they they all, yeah. all these colleges I was the same they have these awesome recording studios and then and then the the, the bear trap snaps shut and you can't leave yeah yeah Oh, got it. yeah 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 okay yeah
0: that's exactly but uh anyway I worked hard at it and we we played a lot uh, out live but uh Nashville's a tough town um, the one thing you find out real quick that a hundred thousand other people are trying to do the same thing. <laughs> I, and
1: hear you, I, I, Marlon, I hear you, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm preaching yeah, yeah, to the yeah, choir. I'm preaching to the choir. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Time, times 10. So similar
0: thing, similar thing had to have happened to you when you, when you go out to, to, to California, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, how'd that yeah. work? So I,
1: I, so I get, I'm, I, I've been a smoker for almost 30 years and, uh, about, uh, four years ago discovered the uh, the vape thing Mm -hmm. so i haven't had a cigarette in four years but i i'm not so much addicted to this thing but i kind of like this thing so it gives me a yeah so 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 thanks for entertaining me while i look like a pot over here i'm having a a
2: a soothing beverage myself so yeah
1: (laughs) so so i got so i get out and uh, it was a coin toss. I knew I was going to get out and do the acting thing. and uh, But I didn't know if I was going to do uh, uh, Los Angeles or New York. Uh, and uh, literally flipped a coin and Los Angeles won. So uh, I got out of the Army, uh, got my, uh, my 1981 Ford Bronco with a four and a half inch lift kit on it with su- Southern comfort written across the back of it and, uh, <laughs> and I drove from Tennessee down to the, uh, down to South Carolina to say tell my mom and dad I was you know going to California and uh, did that uh, and that day, with the U-haul dro- started driving out to Los Angeles. Wow. got here and uh, got a place in uh, I stayed at a hotel in Beverly Hills. Because I, w- I just wanted to be able to say I stayed in Beverly Hills.
2: Yeah. Wow. Right,
1: so I did that. So I did that over the weekend, and then found an apartment. So I asked him what to do, and how, you know how, how, how the whole business. So he gave you know uh, you know a brief layout. You got to get a day job. You know, uh, act, the acting jobs come and go uh, unless you're a regular on a series or something like that. And uh, so I got myself in a class, found a class, got in that class, and then. Uh, Ultimately, found an agent. Uh, all this in pretty short order, because uh, you got to have an agent, and then you know you get to your first audition, and you you know you're, you're psyched about doing it, and uh, you get to the lobby, and there's eighty-seven guys who look exactly like you. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's pretty disheartening when you know when you, when I first got here, and I didn't get my first job until '91. Okay. So I- Like four years later, you know, Uh, but uh, to keep afloat, uh, I asked this guy, he said, you know, you got to, you got to have a day job. His was as a bartender. And he said, well, you could probably get a job as a waiter. And that's what I'd heard. You know, most people get jobs as a waiter. I was like, I've never waited any tables and then actually went around to a couple of places and they were like, well, you don't have any weight experience. I'm like, who does? Who has weight experience? Right. Right. (laughs)
2: Right. Yes. I I trained at the university of, right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs)
1: Exactly, but I ended up getting a job uh, at a, as a, a used car salesman in, in 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 actually in Beverly Hills, and I did that for a couple of months, and uh, I was decent at it, but I hated it. And uh, I thought, well, maybe I can get a job flying. You know, I don't know who's going to hire uh, a guy with a you know fighter pilot experience to fly civilian helicopters, right? Uh, and the helicopter community is a, is a good old boy community. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? Understood. And, uh, right. Uh, and I'm not one of the, I don't have the pigmentation of the good old boy, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, but that said, I went to, uh, I don't know, there are like 15 places that, 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 you know, catered to flying helicopters, uh, the tours or flying for the news or, uh, some other charter stuff. So I went to all of those places, almost all of those places, and the last place on the on the list to go was uh, the um, was American Airlines at uh, at LAX uh, L A International World Airport, and uh, that company, if you were flying, it was a it was an affiliate of uh american airline this helicopter you know, helicopter side so if you were flying into la but you were ultimately going to burbank right american okay. didn't fly yeah. into burbank yeah yep. fly in la and the helicopter would take you to burbank and wherever the place so i went there to that place went in you know in a suit with my made-up resume and you know whatever and uh met with the chief pilot the guy who does the the guy who does the hiring, and he said uh I say, a job, blah, blah, an actor, but, you know, flying experience, military, blah, blah. You know, he let me talk about 10 seconds. And then he uh, put my resume on the table and said, so you flew a, uh, flew Cobras. Huh? I said, yeah. He goes, you know, uh, I fired a guy 10 minutes before you walked in here. When can you start? <laughs> nice. So, so for the next seven years, that was my day job. I flew helicopters during a day. And went to acting class and did plays at night that's awesome
2: i mean that's yeah that's i uh, yeah i i i don't understand the good old boy thing I, there, it goes on a lot here and i'm going okay uh military fighter pilot versus i don't even know what this guy's done he's just in the network and yeah yeah, yeah it's a no-brainer uh yeah um it's i mean it's the the the,
1: the good old Look, man, the good old boy thing is uh, it's is who knows you yeah. or, or and likes, you, you know, and if I if if it could be the it, it could be the pigmentation thing. I mean, it, that could be a thing. Right. I think but mostly it, of it is. I know Jay and Jay knows you. Yeah. So I'll hire you. Yeah. I, don't, right. I don't know this guy, Keith. I mean, this, this Jay, Jay's buddy may be the worst pilot on the planet, but I know Jay. And Jay knows you, well, so, right. isn't that sort so it of becomes how, a circle. How, uh,
2: how your character in Entourage, if I remember correctly, that sort of was the the whole in right of the, That's right. Like the Rufus character. That's right. right,
1: right, right. Yeah, yeah. It is like, I know Luke Wilson, and Luke Wilson recommended you, so I'll give you the Luke Wilson. You deal. Otherwise, uh, it's going to cost you one hundred ninety thousand dollars or whatever the hell it right. was. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, right
2: jay how about this i I, i'm dying to just i want to do one car story in the news just yeah get marlon's feedback and then we'll go into sure man absolutely let's
0: let's talk some cars
2: yeah here uh so here here let's uh let's do the little news uh is this the uh All right. Live. <laughs> so this it's week, a good I, news guy voice again. There you go. Thank you, man. Either one of you could do well, that. As well. off. Yeah. Um, this week, and this is kind of relevant to 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 Marlon's line of work, the Cannonball Run record uh. was broken. Now, we all know Cannonball Run, of course, from the three movies in the early '80s. I think it was. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. Uh this guy did it in a what what did we say J20? It's a 2, two hours, no, 2000.
0: 27 yeah, 27 and a half hours, yeah. Yeah, 27 and a half hours and from
2: You were about to say what he did it in. Go go ahead. Yeah,
0: 2015 E63 AMG, man. <laughs> oh, Mercedes. And
2: he's a Lamborghini you. salesman wow. from Atlanta. So now,
1: re- re- Refresh me. What exactly is a cannonball run? Okay. So I'm asking yeah, for it. I'm asking for myself and everybody else. Everybody
2: else. Wow, this is good. It's like we've done this before. Oh, we,
1: yeah, yeah. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> right. He he
2: could he could take my place, Jay. You guys could just go. For yeah. Weeks and yeah. weeks. Um, the the Red Ball Garage in New York is the starting point, and it is a cross country. Uh, I'm going to use the term race, but you can do it by yourself. You're racing time, and the whole goal is to get across country as fast as you can. Uh, the ending point, at least in this guy's case, was Redondo Beach.
0: Now, there's Good. nothing legal about this, by the way. Right? <laughs> oh, really?
2: Yeah. Oh. So, well, this is the question <laughs> okay. that I wanted okay. to, to pose to you guys is, this guy did it in, what did you say, Jay, about 27 and a half 27
0: hours? 27 and a half hours, yeah. All right, yeah. so
2: I just pulled my calculator up, and uh, 27 and a half hours... And it's the shortest route that I could find on Google Maps is two thousand eight hundred and eleven miles. So from that garage in New York City to yeah. downtown Redondo Beach, it's about twenty eight hundred miles. That's an average speed, average speed of one hundred and two miles an hour.
0: For wow. that for that duration, to that pull is it just off insane. In
2: 27 and a half hours. So I think the days of this being able to happen in our lifetime are soon or they're limited because the technology now and the traffic cameras and, you know, like this guy basically evaded police all the way across the country to pull that yeah. off because mm-hmm. he was, he
0: was using ways, the Waze app and a number of other, you know, modern pieces of technology to get him past that even kind of know where all the cops are in the air. And it was kind of an interesting read on that. It's I mean, uh, uh that's <laughs> a lot of research. Yeah, yeah
2: well 102 mile an hour average so you got to stop for fuel right so you're at some point for five or ten gotta, minutes during the, you got to. you're doing zero
0: you got to have a bio break man i mean you know you gotta yeah. well they take like the containers it, right?
2: and stuff for that but yeah <laughs> Yeah. so yeah. i'm just it's cool to. Watch. didn't get stopped didn't get a ticket no not, nobody chases not, nothing admitting to
0: nothing yeah exactly we we're, we're getting the story, but uh, it's quite interesting that this guy, uh, this breaks the, the previous record, though, which yes. was 31 and a half, I think, right?
2: Yeah. So get this. He was dressed like Captain Chaos, which was Dom DeLuise's character in the movies. <laughs> got it. So he actually dressed up right, to do, the, I mean, look, right. I, everybody's got their thing they're into, but this, uh, this is. Yeah, well, and congratulations to. Let's see if I can get his name here. But uh, he's he he's accomplished something that may not ever be
1: be over. Uh, so wait so what so you go so so you do it the record. Right, what do you what do you get other than bragging rights that I'm the guy who?
0: That's it. You know what I mean. You
2: little,
1: so your face good. isn't on a Wheaties box or. You don't oh, get yeah. a belt buckle.
2: I mean, he might pick up some sponsors, you know, maybe Mercedes yeah. or whatever. But yeah, that's it.
0: I wonder if uh, I wonder if he has to say anything to the 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 legal uh, officials out there. Um, no, I didn't do that. Well, uh, you're, they have no you're hearing rumors. Right? <laughs> I mean,
2: you've got to like him just going online yeah. and yeah. I mean, eh. well, but that's back to my point. Like we're getting to a point in our time where technology will catch up to you for that stuff. And they're going to be able to shut you down.
1: It's just right. Right. You
2: know? right. So
1: Well want to just let you, they just let you do it. And then when you get to Redondo and say, well, I didn't do it. And like 16 cops are waiting on you. Right. And then they've got pictures from every, every cam in right. every, every state. Yeah. that you, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm still wanting to see uh, Jerry Reed and Burt Reynolds back together again. Of course are they can't do it now, obviously, but, uh, right those were some great ones as well you know now they had purpose those guys had purpose they were delivering beer so there you go that's well that's
1: that's true that's true so speaking of good old boys
2: so yeah speaking of purpose Marlon, (laughs) what do you got in the works like we were we were uh kind of picking around in imdb and we were peeking into some stuff that you've been in production with but what's on your Mm -hmm. uh like if folks want to kind of keep an eye out for stuff you're working on what kind of stuff have you got in the pipeline
1: uh, I've got, um, I shot a, pi- a shot of pilot with some of the producers for the, uh, for Entourage. Okay. Right? They've got, so it centers around a, a, a stand-up comic and, uh, and his travails through, through Hollywood and being single. And I, um, I, I play his manager who would rather do anything other than manage him. So we're shopping that now to to all the cable networks and Netflix and Fox and so on and so forth, right? And I did a movie uh, that's it's a a parody of faith-based films, right? These two loser friends figure out that uh, you can make a lot of money on faith-based films and they have no idea how to make a faith-based film, but they decide to try to make a faith-based film. Uh, And It's a disaster, but it becomes a success, you know, in
2: in, in the end. I can't, Uh, so you have just made me hugely popular, Marlon, and here's why. Because that, I I predict that will become my wife's favorite movie. So I I have instant credit now at home. When this comes out, (laughs) I got to talk to that guy, and she, I I think she'll, that's right up her alley. Uh, What, do you, what, any idea when that's going to surface? Uh...
1: Next year, early next year, I think February, March. Got uh, to go in next week, actually, and shoot a um, shoot a pickup scene. Just uh, sent me an email yesterday. So we'll do that scene. They'll finish editing and all the other Do post production. It'll probably be up February, February, March. I think February, March. But it's called Faith Based, and it'll, it, it's it, it's a comedy, and it's like Jason Alexander is it? Oh, okay.
2: oh, he's uh, never heard of him. Shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh and Lance Reddick is at okay. Uh, okay he's the, uh, he's the concierge in the John Wick movies at the okay. uh, at the continental hotel right nice. tall slim black so,
2: eyes white as gamers know him from the destiny series he's uh one of the major character voices and those are good gigs apparently but yeah he's, Oh, wow. uh oh and he was um Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow this. Uh, it was one of my favorite. Um,
0: I can't help you, pal. Uh,
2: yeah, Jay's not a sci-fi. Dude. <laughs> anyway, no, we're not. Oh, you're not. About Sorry, go Sorry. No,
0: I, I, I am. I am. I just don't. Uh, I don't sit down a lot, and I, I don't have a lot of time. Now, if I if my kids were uh, still of the age to, to sit down with their dear old dad, then that might be a well, you that know, that might something we could do. So you're
2: diverse <laughs> and your your talents there. You know, these guys are out. Um, it's still acting you know they're doing all there's a lot sometimes it's more work than shooting a movie all the hours they have to put into these video games you know and they're in doing yeah. CGI and mapping them and uh, would you do something like that Marlon is that if, if anybody ever said you know hey we got a game that we want to get you in I uh
1: I, I did one Okay. Uh, yeah. don't, don't ask me the name because I don't remember uh, it was about seven years ago right so I did that and uh and that was fun i was i was up for uh I, I can't remember the name of the character but i was up for this uh this sergeant in call of duty modern warfare Yep.
2: okay well that's a right. movie or that's a game franchise nobody's ever heard of
1: oh good okay <laughs> so yeah <it's the> other- <laughs>
2: Jay, it's one of the uh, most popular uh, game franchises oh, ever. that one
1: I do know. Have you heard of that one? I do know. So, know? Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, uh, uh, so I was up for that. Now, I, mean, I, I was hoping to get it because it would have made me hugely popular with my with my only child, my son. But I didn't, so I'm just a... Yeah, yeah. you just dad now. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> he's like embarrassed to be my... Yeah, it's my daddy. almost got a job on Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, the... the um, the my my issue this is this is part and parcel to showing up at an audition the other 87 guys who look exactly like you show up at the audition uh, it's, it's smaller now that number is smaller for me right because i've fortunately been fortunate to right. work and get you know a decent career so now that number is about six right so i go to the audition and there's like six other guys who look exactly like me um but the gaming thing is a voiceover job and that may or may not be regular actors. It's the, the, it can specifically be guys who only do voiceover, right? So now it's just a voice, so they don't get all of this, they just get this voice. Mm-hmm. There's an actor who's probably 10 to 15 years older than me, who we have the same type voice, who has, but he's been doing voice longer than me. So everything that I would be great for, he gets offered. So on the, on the Call of Duty thing, mm-hmm. It was between me and that guy. Um, and the creators of the game went with that guy. So, uh,
2: Jay, I'm going to step off the nerd deep end here for <laughs> just a second with Marlon. <laughs> that very thing... You see what I have to live with,
1: Marlon? Uh, <laughs> sorry, man. I'm so sorry.
2: This is something <laughs> that, um, I guess it's Warner Brothers and CW are toying around with heavily right now. So they've got all these superhero TV shows like... Um, Supergirl and Green Arrow and The Flash and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I can't, I'm actually pulling this off. But so what they did is they went, and this has been all over the news uh, the past like month or two. That's how I know about it. Is they went and got all these voice actors that have done the video games character voices, like Batman's voice and Superman's voice, right? And they are putting them in a massive come together TV event. On, I think it's the CW, and I think it's coming out, like, in the next month or two. But it's those guys that you're talking about that w- yeah. we have known their voices for decades, some of them, that were voicing cartoons when I was in high school. Sure. And they're now, you know, they've just put them into, like, a... Uh, they even went as far back as, um, I- I'm trying to think of the actor's name, but he, the original Batman... Um, you know the campy TV show in the '60s. The guy that played Robin is in this production. Burt Ward. That we're talking about Burt oh. Burt. yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going. They're going all the way back to to reach as many you know as yeah, many yeah. audiences as they can. So as it's,
1: a total uh, side note, I'm a, I, I, I I do seventy percent on Jeopardy. I can whip anybody's ass playing trivial person. Well, <laughs> so, now now
0: I've got. Well, now I've got a
1: lifeline. If I,
0: if I I've now got, a right. lifeline. Uh, so, well,
2: yeah. Okay. So, uh, and I sort of jumped in there, and you were, you were, after faith-based. What else? What else is on the Marlon Young uh, kind of calendar that we can keep an eye out for?
1: Um, I started doing a lot of writing uh, about t- twenty years ago, twenty or so years ago, and then studying writing and and and. Uh, uh, and I've now written a bunch of screenplays, right? Uh, about 20. And the latest one, we were shopping. We started shopping a month and a half ago uh, with, a, with a writing partner who's from, who's from Nashville, by the way. My writing oh. partner's from Nashville. Okay. Rob, Robert Orr is his name.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, okay. One of the good ones, yeah. yeah you know Robert? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't know me. I, I, know, I know his work.
1: So he, uh, he, um, uh, for your, your edification, Jay, he was the screenwriter, one of the screenwriters for Tears of the Sun. Okay. With Bruce yep. And here with, the uh, with, um, Dennis Quaid and, uh, and the Underworld, the Underworld series. All right. So Robert and I wrote this, uh, picture. Uh, we have a mutual friend who's a producer. And, and, uh, this producer has read some stuff I'd, I'd written. And he and Robert had been friends for about 10, 15 years. And Robert came to him, say, so it's funny. Robert came to him and said, uh, listen, I've got this idea that I've been wanting to write for a long time. And, uh, and I think now's the time to write it. But I, I, I normally write alone, but this one I need, I need a partner. And I need a partner because it's a military story and uh, I don't have any military experience. And it's a black story. And I'm as white as they come. So, do do you know a good writer, a really good writer, who's black, who's a military vet? And our friend said, "I know one guy." So, Robert and I met. He pitched me the story. We got we got on famously. So we ended up writing that screenplay earlier this year, and it's a studio picture. So we're out to. We're just it's being read now by a couple of actors that we want to star in it and a couple of directors that we want to direct it. One of which is Michael B. Jordan. Right. Oh. So the story is, uh, if you inter- entertain me for a second, the story is in world war one, there was a, an all black, uh, regiment out of New York called the Harlem hell out of Harlem, New York who all volunteers who wanted to fight, who wanted to volunteer to fight, to prove that they were as patriotic as the white soldiers who were fighting in World War I. And they thought if they could achieve that and and, and fight for America, that it would change things for, for blacks in the relationship, uh, you know, in, in the country. They were wrong, but they still thought that's... Um, so that's what happened. They ended up going and fighting in World War One. Uh, the president uh, and um, General Pershing, would not let them fight alongside white soldiers. So they detached them to the French army, our allies. So they fought for America, but alongside French soldiers because French soldiers didn't care what color they were, right? So as long as you can kill Germans, we don't really care. So they did that and they ended up fighting uh, longer days, lost more men, uh, never lost a guy to, you know, never lost a prisoner to uh, a soldier to prisoner of war. And they were the most decorated by the French army out of that war which is a great story in and of itself, right? Right. Uh, That's not the story we're telling. And Jay, you will absolutely appreciate the story that we're telling because every regiment that went to fight in that war uh, took a regimental band along with them for morale purposes. The band that worked with these guys was led by a guy named James Reese Europe, who was the most famous black musician in the country at the time, 1917. His band, he took his band members to go fight and play, and that band introduced jazz to Europe.
0: Wow. Oh, that's a, that's wow. really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That cool. is really cool. And yeah, by the that way, is awesome.
2: Say, um, Michael B. Jordan, us, us sci-fi nerds know him as the villain in the, the last Black Panther movie. If right. yeah. you've seen that you you know who Michael B Jordan is. Yes,
0: um, I I do. That was the first time.
2: Okay. All right. You're so. Keeping up with the train. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm right.
0: keeping up with the train,
2: man. So I'm this keeping is, up with the train. Um Yeah, wow. There's so many I mean, there's wow. so many
0: directions we can go here, Marlon. No, well, no you doubt about turn it. this
2: into a series. I mean, and you're just, sure. you're going to try to keep this into a into a a single movie or are you going to are you going to How are you going to uh,
1: I don't know. I, I right now it's that, Right, we you know we're we billing it as, as or we're selling it as uh, Saving Private Ryan meets The Star Is Born. If you, yeah. If you see this movie, right. So it's a musically infused movie. It's not a, mu- but it's it's music, it's musically driven in that every scene that has every scene that has music, it's either being played by somebody or listened to by somebody or right. So uh, so all of the music is organic to the story, and it's all of the music that. That James Reese York wrote, you know.
2: See, I'd. I'd watch uh, an entire, he, like Netflix series on this, I'd, I'd, I'd be I, we,
1: we in. We we thought that we, we. Yeah, we're not sure. We're not sure. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. We like to do it as a as a screenplay be, because we think it's an award season. You know, it's an award okay. season okay. film.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. All yeah.
1: right. All right. All right. James. You heard it here. And, uh, heard it here. I, I My, have. Michael, Michael B. Has been nominated. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, I can rejoin the conversation. I'll, I'll yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what about the, um, you, you, I kept seeing these little short snippets of a, of an indie piece that you guys were working on. You were working on. It was, um, uh, I have it right here. It's, uh pitch dark, the lurid, uh, resurrection of Nick Quinn. And I remember yes. when you were posting some of the, you know, some of the, uh, short trailers, yeah, me. I, I gravitate towards the music, and I think one of the first things that I had, I said in one of your posts was, "I love Stone Temple Pilots, um, Dean DeLeo." Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So, how how did his relationship come about with that with that indie film? Um, and do you do
1: you still stay in touch with those guys? Or uh, I do not. Yeah. Uh. Uh, Sometimes, uh, sometimes relationships go awry. Yeah, and and that was that was one of those. Oh, I see. Okay.
2: Let me yeah. handle the uh, the tough question. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey man. I'm just uh, I'm just so, just, a, just a, that's, a, that, no good. I mean, I saw the trailers, and uh, you know, I I see that it's an indie film, and it's 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 still yeah, yeah. not out or anything. So I was just wondering
2: i all that fun went. Fun at so. your expense, Jay. It's fun to be. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is what I'm here for, man. Uh, yeah. This is what I'm
1: here for. Well, that uh, that film was really. I thought it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's 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 the logistics of it started to get complicated. And I, I wanted to keep it simple. So because it's very simple way we can get this done, uh, and uh, that that's not how. It, Played out, you know what I mean? Yeah, this just just
0: happens. It's like you know. Yeah, I mean, not every project's going to work out, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know,
1: it's it's happened over the years where you know it's uh, one of the things that happens when people come here Mm. is uh, you you think that you're you think you're really unique, so you think your idea is the, the best idea anyone's ever heard. It isn't right? There's a long line of people who've brilliant ideas who are waiting tables at Jerry's famous deli. Right. So producers will come to you sometimes like you'll go and you have this great idea. You think it's a great idea. And maybe there's nothing's new, but maybe yours is a new twist on this idea. You know, okay, here's what I want to do. And, uh, they agree to do it, but you have to agree to these changes. Mm-hmm but you slaved over the screenplay for the last 15 years so you don't want to change a word that doesn't necessarily go over well because that guy got the money to get your film done so you gotta it's gotta be right because the stallone thing doesn't exist anymore you you can't do what stallone did with rocky anymore which is this is a great screenplay i'm gonna play Rocky. period you know, and then ultimately someone goes, "Okay, we're going to try our luck on this brand new guy that nobody knows," and then it becomes what it becomes, right? Uh, it's too, the, the town is too saturated now with people yeah. who have ideas, you know. So you have the flexibility, and uh, my partners on that particular film didn't want that flexibility, so I had to leave.
2: What yeah. what percentage of this whole? Um, career that field that you're in Marlin. i i smell really good work ethic out of you like just looking through and hear it listening to you talk about kind of your experiences and things that you've done and that's something jay and i spend a lot of time on <laughs> like we just spend time on the phone going man you'll never believe like i was at the you know uh dealership today and these guys didn't even bother to like put the dipstick back in the you know in the crankcase and well. It seems to me as I look through your your history that work ethic has been kind of a key to success. Is that?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I, my, my wife and I talk about this quite a bit because um, I think that's part of our generation. Right. I, I think I think that thing has been lost on the new the generation after us I actually wrote a wrote a wrote a, 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 an audiobook about
2: about okay, this again you're going to get me points at home but yeah go ahead <laughs> please continue
1: <laughs> well it's, it's about relationship but it's called uh, it's called the, the last dinosaur uh subtitled and every man's guide to the new woman and it's about how we have to change as men to a to, adapt to this new independent woman that grew out of our generation because up until our up, up till our, our parents generation they, they all had there were roadmaps on how men uh, what, what men's jobs were and what woman's job was and basically that was dad went to work brought home a bacon and mom cooked it and took care of the kids right so as we grew older, and grew to to dating age. We assumed that that's what a family was gonna look like. But we grew up, we grew up during the 60s revolution. So there's a the equal rights movement and there's a civil rights movement. So women were like, I don't know what you're talking about with me staying home and taking care of anybody. <laughs> you know, and I don't know what you that I'm not gonna work. So she's working and you're working. So we have to go back to our dads for the advice. And the advice is, hey, look, my my wife has a job uh equal to mine or, or better than mine how did you deal with that when mom had a job And our dad's like i don't know what you're talking about your mom stayed at home and worked right and equally women were saying that that asking that same question to their essentially same question to their mothers like, how did you balance your career and family and the mothers were like i didn't have a career family was my career Right, so you have this clash of these two people that are. It, 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 it's, we're the first generation of people to be able to to have to deal with that. How do how do we deal with this change in how you know how the social dynamic has changed? So as we're trying to come up with that, then it, it then we're stuck with or we you know what we're we're approached with. How do we raise our sons? you know because we can't raise our sons like we our dads raised us so we're in this we're in this fact finding thing of how to become this new man we're trying to give it to our sons and and along with that we don't want them to have to work as hard as we did because you know we had to work at the part store or we had to work in a watermelon field you know or or picking peas at at Mr. Luther's farm so so what we see i believe this is all Marlon says, so, by the way. But what we see as a work ethic is, a to- is totally different than how they see a work ethic. They essentially see themselves starting out in the middle. You know, mm-hmm. we, we always thought we were going to start at the bottom. From any place that we went, we're going to start from the bottom. So the work ethic that we know kind of goes away. And uh, and and the belief is that the starting at the middle is the way it is. The truth is, it is never going to be any different. You're always going to start at the bottom, Right yeah because somebody's got a sweet
2: yeah yeah this is is a daily so i have a i have i'm a i'm a dad of a only only child one boy okay um this is jay has made it sort of over the 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 hill in terms of the hump of he's got two boys that are out of the house and through college and married and Mm -hmm. So, you know, sort of on their own, right? Congratulations on that, by the way.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Thank uh, you. Well done, uh, well
2: done. uh, Yeah, man. I mean, a daily thing with me where I'm going, oh, man, I don't want him to think like, I mean, and we're coming up on the holidays and I, I have this conversation with my wife about, like, look, we're just not going to just like on um, just, you know, just everything is going to just be sitting there waiting for him. And we're going to go overboard. And, you know, I mean, he's got to understand the value of some of this stuff and start at the bottom. Right. And,
1: yeah. Yeah. It was a hard thing to do So it's, it's hard because, you know, it's a kid and you love your kid. You don't yeah. want to see your kid struggle and, and, and you've you done you do well or you've done well and you can provide. So why make it hard on that guy? Yeah. But if you don't. Then they leave the house and they don't
2: have that. They don't, right? They don't have it, right. right? Right, And you're actually doing them a disservice. So, I this, think so. This book. Where can I, if were I to want to take a look at this? Is it on like Amazon, uh, iTunes, ah, iTunes and Amazon. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's uh ten bucks. That's nine ninety nine. That's going on, on my holiday gift list right there. I uh, now <laughs> know. I, I,
0: I, I now know what I'm getting you for Christmas, Keith.
2: Well, and but here's the thing, Jay. <laughs> if it doesn't work out. It's Marlon's
1: fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Why you sound like my wife. See,
0: <laughs> you, you know, you know, you, you're right, though. It's it's uh, it, Well, it starts at home to Absolutely. begin with. You, you raise them right. Um, but I I believe, too, though, Marlon, because I know it had a tremendous effect on my work ethic was. And you said it. You start at the bottom and you work your way up. And that was when I was in the military. Yeah, I, I learned a lot of that. To mm-hmm. to be it's that responsibility factor, I think. I don't know about you, but still to this day, for example, my eyes open at five AM. No alarm clock, really? nothing. It's just instilled in me because I'm hitting boots on the ground. You know, that's that was every day I did it for for all those years in the military and it still sticks yeah, with yeah. you. So it's um it's there's a lot of that that just kind of sticks with you. And I don't know how much of the military stuck with you. I mean, you flew and obviously that stuck with you, but do you feel like that, that the military helped influence that work ethic as well?
1: Ab- absolutely. 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 You know, yeah. and here's the, here's the thing is I, I, you probably run into the same uh, dilemma when you're in a, um, so you are in a relationship and now you have kids, Right. And your some of that military stuff comes out. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, there, there, there are rules that you have to follow. Some of us is how we were raised. And then some of us, how it was that was continued to reinforce as we continue to be reinforced as we joined the military. So, you know, that adage that rules are meant to be broken doesn't work in your house. So, mm. you know, rules are meant to be followed, you know. So I ran up against, you know, I ran up against a little bit of a, you know, a kerfuffle with the, with the wife it was like, well, you don't, you don't have to talk to him like that. You know, the, there's a softer tone you could take. I'm like, no, there isn't. <laughs> These, <laughs> right. Is the, follow the rule. You know, so I had to, uh, what I had to learn to do is pull back on some of that military stuff. Right. And some of that South Carolina stuff that we mm. grew up with, you know. Because we didn't grow up, you can go down a rabbit hole with this thing, but you didn't grow up with this, for men anyway, with this uh, uh, level of or expectation of sens- sensitivity. Mm, that's and,
2: right. Uh, you know? Once again, saving this video for a future conversation with my wife to prove that I'm not alone in the universe. <laughs> 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 I'm saying, going to come back up later. Right? Are you
0: are you saying that Marlon may be in fact helping you through These life at this point, right? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I, can, I can tell you what he's going to say next because I've heard my wife, hearing <laughs> my wife in my head. When I well, you take children, you take children uh, out of the equation and things change. I mean, they're always going to be your kids, even when they get older, it's definitely. just the way it is. But there is that sense of accomplishment when you see them, do well, even though you're, 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 in the back going, I'm a little worried about the boy, you know, Right, right. <laughs> a little worried about the boy, you know, um, right. and you know, I don't know about you and, and I don't know if you've run into this yet, but you know, my oldest son, okay. I, first of all, I was working behind the auto parts counter at the age of 12. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad specifically opened up this parts store. So my sister Rhonda, who you yeah, know, yeah. um, sure. She worked in the accounting side of it. My dad told me at a very young age, you learn this business, you'll always have a job. Yes. So um, anyway, long story short. Uh, I lost where I was going with that. Well, did you because I cut out? You, Are you so still there, Marlon? He's I have,
1: uh, work out there.
2: Okay. Jay, are you completely like, uh, did you, did you leave the, uh, cosmos? Can, I,
0: I did. I did. We, yeah. Yeah. We
2: can both hear you. It's entertaining though. But,
0: but no, no, where I was going with this is that my, my, okay. my oldest son never worked. I mean, he went through he, high school, college, never yeah. had a job. Yeah, I, I had to talk him into getting his driver's license. I mean, he was, he was in college with just barely having a driver's license. I mean, it took him that long. You and I, I'm sure, were wow. standing in line camping out to get our driver's permit. As soon as you turn 15. As Soon as you turn 15, man. You know, and that was the way it was. But kids are different these yeah. days. It's a lot different, different generation. So
1: Here, that's why I, I was going cool with that. I had a couple of things. That, and you, uh, I, well, you know this. I started. I I started. Um, I started driving when I was eight. Wow. Love it. Uh, because because because, uh because it's all farm country right jay yes pretty much rural very rural right so um i mean you're liable you're likely to have a guy come to high school on a tractor because after school he's got to go to such and such field and and plow it for mr Anderson, you know uh, and then and then go to bed, and oh, what? then do homework and go to bed. I'd seen it. I have seen it. Oh, yes, for right? sure, yeah, yeah. So uh, we had a garden. Uh, so we had we had uh, we had a pig pen behind the house. So we had hogs that we raised and then we butcher them, you know, uh, at Christmas. And then a mile away um, behind the church, that was that was near the house, we had a garden. And, and my job was to water that garden and feed the goat every morning before I went to school. So my dad, like, I'm going to work. He worked at Westinghouse. Ooh. So he's going to work at like six o'clock. So he's like, I'm not going to do it. So you're going to do it. And in order to get, then you, you got to water the garden, feed the goat, come back to the house, change. Don't miss the bus to school. Right. So he said, because that's your job now, you need to get down to the garden. So I'm going to teach you how to drive this truck. So he taught me how to drive the truck. So every morning before I went to school, I had to drive down to the garden, you know, do the garden thing and the goat, come back to the house, change, not miss the bus to school. So I've been driving since I was eight years old. You know, it's awesome. And when I turned 15 and got my permit, uh, in I don't know if they did this in Nashville, but the, uh, the ideology in South Carolina, or at least in New Hampton County, when Jay and I grew up, Is since you're going to school anyway, you may as well drive the bus and pick up all the other kids that are going to school. (laughs) Right. Uh, So in our so where we grew up, there were no adult bus drivers. So everyone who drove the school bus was a kid.
2: That happens in this state, but you got to move further out of that. You got to move out to like in the Midwest where I grew up, or you got to move to like. East, well, East Tennessee now is commercialized, but yeah, there's areas in the state where that goes on. That's, uh, yeah. But so boy, got, how, you time, essentially, you
1: essentially, boy, essentially how times have changed. Nowhere, and
2: that's where yeah. we were.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But boy, how times have changed. I mean, that's that's unheard of these days. And you're saying, though, unheard Keith, of. it's... Yeah, it really is. I mean, it, but you're saying, though, Keith, that in rural areas, there, there's that's still happening in oh, Tennessee?
2: dude, you're, uh, there's, there's uh, well... <laughs> I was on the phone with a uh, county clerk's office earlier today that I'm pretty sure uh anything I asked for she was just going to, you know, put a license tag on it and <laughs> I mean uh, yeah, I mean look, there's rural com- you know, we're we're very we're very city here in Nashville over the past couple decades with all the you know, popular it's it's a, it's you know, it's on TV and, but yeah, you go sure, you go sure. out and it's absolutely it- I've got, yeah, in laws and and d- distant family members where that stuff goes on, and you don't even have to put license plates on some of the vehicles if you just put farm use on the windshield and you know, right, you right, can right. Drive it anywhere you want.
1: Right. It's it well, interesting that you know I, I don't know if they would call it that now, but it was uh, well we didn't call it that. You're just working, but it was the, the, the child labor. If you look back at it now, it's like yeah. the child labor child labor one. So. There were a couple of adults, Jay, that worked at Napa, uh, yeah. Elm Street Auto Parts. The yeah. rest were kids. Kids. Uh, right? I was a mechanic. Uh, uh, shared my time between Napa, uh, between Elm Street Auto Parts, and the uh, – what was the motorcycle dealer, the Yamaha dealer?
0: Oh, man. Wow, you was put me G- on the spot. G- it's Stanley? G- I think so. Stanley's – yeah, because it was right next to the – let's – Right next to the Piggly Wiggly. To the uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the Piggly Wiggly, yes. Right. Or, or as the locals call it, the Hoggly Woggly. But
2: uh, <laughs> wow! I just okay. I just learned. Did you just yeah, learn something, I'm, Keith? Take yeah. that one with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, next, the Piggly Wiggly on the north side, and uh, Zippy Mart on the south
0: side. Oh yeah, the Zippy Mart.
1: Wow. Remember wow. Yeah. So I worked there as a. I worked there as a mechanic. I wanted to learn how to work on a motorcycle because I bought that I, my, I bought my second motorcycle uh, there. That was the ride used to ride around town. Right,
0: and see, uh-huh. and there's a story behind that. I, I got I've told Keith this, and just our audience listening to this, even way back when, man, Marlon was like the only dude getting out there and cruising town. He was just the coolest cat, man. Oh, he gosh. had this.
2: Are we talking like Bro kind of kind of? Kind
0: of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but I you gotta understand this is a real small town. I mean, think of think of Mayberry. Is, is he the I, guy I'm, I'm that serious. I go yeah. to
2: if I can't get like if I've got like a bike and I can't get uh you know it's won't start or you know, is that is that yes. young Marlin?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. for sure. Okay. For sure. I mean he was well known, man. I mean, everybody talk Building, talks about it. You know, Yeah, yeah. Okay. But that yes. was a Yamaha uh you said it was a midnight. The night special. Yeah, 650 special.
1: Yeah, yes, it's 650 special. And uh, I uh, got a board out to a 750 when I went to the Army and uh, had to do that. Had a board out while I was uh, in basic training. And then went to Texas at Fort Hood and then took a plane back, picked up the board out, new board out motorcycle. And I drove it back to, back to Fort Hood, Texas. Well, I tried to drive it back to Fort Hood, Texas. I blew the engine in Louisiana. Oh God <laughs> I did and then uh, had to hitchhike with uh, with two semi truck drivers oh, wow. uh, one guy from here to Dallas and then he helped me hitch a ride with a guy from Dallas down to down to Killeen, Texas.
2: Do you still ride wow. you still got a bike? you have a two-wheel anything?
1: I did not uh, I had one for the longest so I but did you know Randy Smith? Oh yeah, yeah. So Randy, Randy was buying a new Honda, and his brother uh, Rusty was getting a, some other bike. I don't remember, but he was getting rid of this this uh, CB two hundred, and uh, I I bought that from him. So that's so where I learned to ride on, and then uh, graduated to the six fifty special, mm-hmm. and uh, rode that forever. And then went to Germany and bought a um, an R two hundred BMW, I believe it was. Ah. rode that one. Man. So that came out here. I had a, a, a Harley Lowrider for a while because for the first few years I was out here, it was, there was no helmet law, so you just wrap a bandana around your head, put some sunglasses on, just zoom. That was great. It was so yeah. great. Uh, and then I had another. Then I had another bike, and then I met my uh, my soon-to-be wife. Who also rode a Kawasaki 305. And uh, then we got engaged, and then we decided we didn't want to stay at home and worry about the other one on the motorcycle. So we got rid of the motorcycles. That's the last time I rode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is what, pop, well, it's a densely populated area, and, and it just gets yeah. so dangerous out there. You're invisible. You're invisible yeah. on the road, and it's uh, that's one just of the reasons.
1: Of oh, really? To, to November 28th. Yeah. Uh, wow. Fun, I just saw it yesterday. It was on Facebook. I'm just gonna look at something that he posted. My old Cruci, Uh when I was oh, wow. junior, Cruci,
0: came out here
1: Leaving his brother's house, Thanksgiving dinner. Mm. Oh, terrible. Uh, some guy, yeah, some guy put in front of him. So you know, not to put a what <laughs> wet blanket on the conversation, but point is it happens. Yeah. because people are distracted and the and and the this this cell phone used and the it just doesn't help, you know? No, no. You know.
0: I used to, I yeah. used to ride quite a bit myself and I still own a Harley. Um, nice. but I don't, I don't ride like I used to. Uh, matter of fact, it's sitting in Indiana waiting for Keith to drive his Thor by and pick it up and bring it out here to me. I know, I, I know, but that's a road trip that I want to go on with <laughs> yeah. you. So we'll,
2: we'll, and we'll, we'll and work those say, details like, out. I don't, I don't blame you for that. Like I, that's sort of why I'm sort of trying to gravitate away from the big city. We moved out to the country 15 years ago and now the the city followed us, so to speak. And now I'm running out of places to ride where it's just, you know, me on a country road and you got to worry sure. about like, traffic because that is, sure. you know, eh, 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 no thanks. Yeah. Well, no, really
0: the, and, and I lived, I lived out in the outskirts of Nashville as well, very close to where Keith is living now, my wife and I, that's, and we specifically chose that area because at that time it was not very populated and we live very close to the Natchez Trace Parkway. Uh you familiar with that Marlon? I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, it's um it's a it's a it's a national like it's federal, like a it's national a federal parkway, federal parkway. From, yeah. Let's
2: see if I can do this. It runs from Tupelo, Mississippi through Nashville.
0: Well, it ends at it ends at Highway 100 at the Loveless Cafe in Nashville right there that's where it ends.
2: So it's yeah it's uh it's a 45 mile an hour federal park national uh federal land however you want to say that yeah. national park rangers um and no police, commercial traffic no commercial traffic so if you're oh, looking for a place yeah. to okay. hide you don't Perfect. have to deal yeah. with semi trucks you don't and it's beautiful but there's yeah. not a lot of you know you might get a gas station every 30 35 40 miles, sometimes 60 miles, but it's a, yeah. it's beautiful. You know, there's yeah. no, okay. Nothing okay. on the parkway is um like you're not allowed to put houses with driveways that go onto the parkway. So it's all just basically country road that's, that's pretty, pretty wide open. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah.
0: And I I've, I've seen a deer jump over a guy that was riding with me one you afternoon do, yeah. on that, on I'm that like parkway. It's,
2: you're, you are pretty rural.
0: <laughs> the hoofs, the hoofs clipped his helmet. So wow. that was quite interesting. Um, I, uh, I had to pull off to the side of the road and he didn't even know what happened. He didn't even realize. Yeah, you had to stop ventilating. <laughs> Oh yeah. I was, uh, I mean, cause this happened right in front <laughs> of me. I'm like, this is just, that could have been me. I mean, right. I mean, those are, you know, that's a lot of weight. Yeah. Had a, yeah. at, I mean, we were doing, I mean, the max speed is 50 in certain places and we were doing over fifty. We oh, were yeah, we were right we were speeding. Yeah. Just because the sure, curves are sure. so no, it's asking
2: it, for yeah, it. You know yeah, the curves are yeah yeah.
0: Yeah. It, well, yeah for sure. it, it, for sure. it it says please ride fast, you know, that's that's so, what it says. But um this man
1: get hit by a deer is is commonplace where we come from. Yeah. And there's nothing oh, for somebody to drive up into once every weekend, drive up to the park store and go, Yeah man, I gotta I need to replace the headlight for the hit a deer and uh, going away to, to camp right
2: now. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Huh? Yep.
2: So i so, uh, I'm Yeah, gonna... so
1: no I, I I got rid of the motorcycle. It's too too scary.
2: Uh I, yeah, don't I don't blame you there. It's yeah. yeah. I need uh, you've actually just made me think I need to get Jay out somewhere on one of these somewhere in the middle of Colorado somewhere on a on a mountain pass where there's not a lot of traffic and we need to just go ride. Oh,
0: just go ride. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: So, so thanks well, for that, Marlon. Um, absolutely. <laughs> Jay, do you wanna, uh, just in the interest of time here, and, and Marlon's time and our time, do you want to? I'll let you kick his tires for a little bit before we cut him loose. I I don't want to. Sorry, I'm talking to my.
0: my yeah, my. my uh... No, it's fine. And, it's fine. This is this uh, is okay. Yes. And we're so, all
1: yes, I'm, talking, I'm just so you know, I'm talking to my chef, who's asked me what I want for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, you know, I just I have, you know, since you've (laughs) since you've left Hampton County, you know, um, I kind of like to know if people, you know, that have left like myself, like us, you know, how how, how we've expanded along the way and, you know, how we've become more worldly. And it's so different for me going back home because, like, for example, my palate changed. You know, I love Mm -hmm. to eat things that most people back home wouldn't even consider eating, you know. And like sushi. Yeah. You know, and so my question, I guess a question I have for you is, do you still have that one thing that when you do go back home that you have to have? I mean, is there because I do. So but I want to. Okay, I want to hear it.
1: And uh, I don't I don't go back home to get it. Oh, Okay. I can get it. I, I can get it here. I get it. one, one of them I can get mailed here and the other, I just buy it and I make it myself here. Okay. Uh, one is turkey necks. Okay. Which I'm going to go start making after we're, after we're finished. Uh, so I've got my dad's recipe. So I get them here from this meat place and, uh, boil them in a pot and the whole thing and, over rice. So it's my, it's my, it's my only Southern meat gaming meat indulgence that uh, i had to talk it took me three years to talk my wife into trying them, right <laughs> three years. Uh, yeah, yeah she was like i'm not eating that whatever that is that you dragged up from the meat market <laughs> from the meat market <laughs> uh so i so i get that and i cook it here i wish i tell you this like i have this conversation we do we oddly enough we do have a we do have a chef <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> from, yeah who's from Detroit, and uh, so I, he and I have this conversation quite a bit, which is, I wish I could get freshwater fish. Uh, you know, I, I can't get freshwater, get freshwater fish. Because you, 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 you get it shipped, I guess, and it just, it just doesn't taste the same. You know what I mean? Right. But i love to be able to go to, you know, a place like Lake Warren and oh, just get a bunch of brim or crappie or red and, and and fry them. Because, it, you know, the taste is just yeah, but, but turkey mix is one. The other, uh, and Jay, you'll appreciate this. And I don't know if you've turned deep onto this yet, but if you haven't, you will after this conversation, which is boiled peanuts. Yes,
0: <laughs> that was on my list of things to ask wow. you. If you, uh, <laughs> if you still crave those, it's funny. It's it's a love hate relationship with most people on those things. You either uh, love them or, or you hate them, and. What's funny well, you is raised, right?
1: if, if you hate them, something happened in your childhood.
0: That's right. So I'll, so I'll tell From you a story. Happened. I'll tell you exactly. I'll tell you a story. Um, my second wife, um, okay. I, I met her in, in Nashville and the first time her mother, uh, and, and dad, um, visited, we, I took them down to, to Hampton. Um, okay. and it just so happened to be, it was the weekend of the watermelon festival
1: Watermelon festival.
0: Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, and, um, to my delight, uh, my mother-in-law wanted to try these boiled peanuts. okay, and every, everybody in the group, including my wife and my father-in-law, just absolutely spit them out, hated them, couldn't couldn't deal with them. Um, but on that trip, two things that I learned about my mother-in-law. she likes boiled boiled peanuts and chicken gizzards. And this is a That's... woman,
1: Yes. Yeah, great. I love her already.
0: Right. Exactly. I, I, and, and my, my wife, she, she, she will do neither one of them. But <laughs> the one thing that I wanted to ask you about the, the food of choice down in that area, it's very unique as the barbecue that we have down there is the hash over rice, you yeah. know, the white rice and the yeah. hash. Yeah. Nowhere else I, that I am aware of sells that in the country like that it is so unique to the low country of South Carolina that I can't seem to get anybody unless you're from that area to eat that stuff. Um, and I mean, the I list is get
1: corned beef hash here. Oh, you do. Here's okay, a, now You ever watch, um, uh, man, King of Queens? Yes. Kevin James's show. Yeah. The girl who played his wife, Leah Remini mm-hmm. is, is a friend of my wife's. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, And now she and her husband are friends of ours. They have a restaurant in Studio City, which is about five miles away from here, and it's the only place in that I found in LA that serves corned beef hash the way it tasted in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm gonna have when I get a taste for corned beef hash, that's where I go.
0: Yeah. My stepmother still to this day makes it with cabbage. Corned beef and cabbage. Yeah. Love it, yeah. Love it in a Here's in it. a pressure in a pressure cooker.
1: Delicious, yeah. Uh, Keep. We made we made the chicken soup. My wife likes to have a big thing of chicken soup around. Right, freshly right. made chicken soup. So chef makes a whole thing of chicken soup. Made it yesterday. A huge pot of chicken soup that's in her fridge right now, and uh, apologized to me because he couldn't find gizzards at the store that he normally goes to. But he left yesterday. Found them yesterday evening. Cooked them last night, and I had a bowl of chicken soup with gizzards in it yesterday.
0: <laughs> nice man, <Ben. laughs> you know. And I told you this when I talked to you, and only only you and I will get this, and everybody else from where we're from. And I said we I had to bring this up, and this is why I'm on the subject of food. Is I wanted, Yeah, I, I wanted to say. <laughs> wait, wait, <man>. Keith, Keith, <laughs> so there's this there's this there's you this guys chicken place
2: like I'm I'm. 30 minutes to an hour past dinner time for this spot. And I'm just sitting here just suffering right now. <laughs> hey, this is, why, this
0: is why I love the West Coast, man. I love up my time zone. But, um, right, right. Ri- it, it, Chickadilly was just such a unique little spot. It literally was just this like alley wide little hole in the wall building just off of Main Street that had a pass-through window that you ordered, and, and they handed you the best fried chicken in the world you'd ever eat, man. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, Absolutely. and it was funny, because I just all of a sudden, and, and I had to bring it up, because a couple years ago, Marlon and I were back and forth on, on on Facebook. I think you might have even uh, messengered me or something, but you just out of the blue asked me, hey, man, what was the name of that... That's yes, evidently having a having a conversation <laughs> with someone about it, but
2: is it still just a there? Very, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah uh, uh, no,
1: it's not still no, there. It no. was replaced by Rigdons. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which and is then, which is still uh, a great chicken place. But yeah,
2: yeah.
0: So we are we are known for our for our uh, great uh, Southern cooking, uh, man. I'm so, not
2: going if I can't get the original experience.
0: Well, I it still is. get the uh I still get the uh the odd look when I mention grits to people. Um, you know, what is a grit, you know, and, and, um, you can't find, no, here.
2: Oh, oh, well, yeah, 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 (laughs) Um, yeah, 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 I can't even
0: find instant grits in in, in the safe territory. You're, you're,
1: that's it. it, it, That's all, it's almost a, if I was still, if I was still a fight man, uh, it's almost, uh, fighting words when you say grits to somebody out here and they go, Oh yeah. Like it's, it's just like oatmeal. Like uh, how dare you? Yeah,
2: what? How dare you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's uh... something as blasphemous as grits. is just like oatmeal.
0: Right. I, I you special know? order mine actually online, um, from Edisto, South Carolina.
1: Well, Do you really?
0: Uh, yeah. There's a, there's a company down there called and, and I'll, I'll give them a plug and you guys are more than welcome to sponsor us by the way uh <laughs> G- boy grits um delicious some of the best he's <laughs> an old old recipe man so. um, that's how that's how hard up i am for good I, southern chicken i, would, I, I, so, I could
2: get you some if you would just tell me these things you know i'm um, they've got good well, good grits around here
1: that's okay. Listen, there's a place. There's a the place I get my. Uh, I, I guess you you can get them from anybody on the side of the road in South Carolina. But uh, there's a place called Young's Plantation, no relation to me, in kidding. Florence, okay. that will ship a can of these t- you know ten pound cans yeah. of uh, of boiled peanuts anywhere you. Oh want. man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I get them Every, Cajun style.
0: Oh yeah. There you go um my yeah. dad and stepmother they boil bushels of those things and they freeze them they keep them in the freezer year round so Absolutely. whenever whenever the grandkids come to town or i come to town my sister comes to town mm-hmm. They're they're pulling them out of the freezer and thawing them out, and go we're on. just just sitting there, just stuffing our faces with are, them. You
2: guys are killing me. You're killing me. All right, uh, <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go get a Christmas tree, but I gotta I gotta eat first. And now I, I don't, I'm not sure I'm gonna get to the Christmas tree part. I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, Marlin, can great. can we give some plugs out for you? Uh, social media, uh, anything really? The the floor is yours. Do you have anything you want to? I well, appreciate that. that.
1: I, 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 I oddly enough, I don't. I don't. Uh, other than uh, you know, be on the lookout for this film, Hellfighters, is what it's called, um, and uh, this TV show is called Who the Who the F is Mike Young. Okay. Uh, again, no relation to me, but that's the name. That's the name of the show, uh, and I think that's it. Yeah. Be on, be on the lookout for a movie. Again, it's called Faith-Based, starring Jason That's Alexander will I can't, and
0: Yeah, I can't wait.
2: On uh, top of our families.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm sure we'll, we'll stay in touch on that, so, you know, oh, sure. keep us informed.
2: What about – sorry, Jay, go ahead. No,
0: I was going to ask, um, would you be willing to come on and, you know, for a segment or two in the future – you know, and absolutely. maybe uh, maybe we'll prepare like maybe a top ten list or something for you to oh, there you go. to do with us.
1: Love it. I would. Okay. Absolutely- we'll,
2: we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it short. What? Yeah. Uh, what about do you? Do you, do you want folks to follow you on any social media? Do you have a? I'm never? OK. All right. I, I, Good it, for
1: you. I, wish, I, I wish I could say follow me on Instagram. I don't have an Instagram account. Oh, when it's active, anyway. I um, when I go on Facebook, I'm just looking for updates, and then I'm off of it. Uh, you're you know? probably smarter uh, than we are. So. Um. Well, what about your, <laughs> what about your sister-in-law
0: with the charity that she's involved with, with uh, uh, that you went down for in Buford? Is she still
1: involved yes. in that? Yes. Well, she is. Why don't we? Okay. Her name's Beth Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and it's called Citizens Opposed to Domestic Abuse. Can okay. uh, Coda citizens opposed to domestic abuse, right? Okay. And what they do is they take women, women and their children who are in abusive relationships out of that uh, hostile environment and put them in uh, uh, shelters that they're trying to build across the state, around the state uh, at no cost to them until they get on their feet. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic charity. Uh, so look that up and if, uh, if you can give a shout to Beth, young By the uh, time she this starts, she'll tell you all about
2: screens we will have the information It'll right down, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah we'll put it on our web we'll yeah. put a link on our website as well mentioned Expert. on the podcast yeah. so we'll we'll certainly do that's a that is a a, a, a very very good cause yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. um so i i appreciate what she's doing for it and you know, thank you for supporting her in that because yes, uh, it's, we, we, it's, we need that yeah, for sure.
1: I, I, uh, the only other thing and, and, is, Keith, you, you'll have to you have to get the audio book first and then listen to it before you decide whether you want to plug it or not. And that, and, it's, and it's called The Last Dinosaur and Every Man's Guide to well, the Blue um, Woman.
2: Yeah, uh, we're both we're no no in. Reason, it's just a <laughs> oh, yeah. OK, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're, we're uh, both I think in. You'll like it.
1: I think you'll I think you'll like it. It's, a, it's it's my voice talking to you for an hour and 17 minutes.
0: Oh, that was one other thing that I forgot to ask you about. And this is and I'll Okay, so you you have done some some narration, but one of my favorite because you have a perfect voice for it. One of my favorites is Peter Coyote. Um, so great. Yeah, and and so I just see you being that level in, in narration, man. It just it's it's so you have such a de- a definitive voice. I know it's you when you're talking. Um see. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: yeah. So, do it, man. Do more right. of those. I'm, I'm, I'm working on. It. I've got, to, I've got, to, I've got to injure that other guy first. I'm uh, gonna find him and hit him in the throat. Uh, his name is, uh, his name's Keith David. Uh, you look him up, you'll see him. and you'll go, Oh, that guy. Of course, that guy.
2: He had the okay. BMW uh, voice of BMW for a yes. few years, and yeah. and also a big gaming. Uh, he he did voice talent for I think it was uh, Halo, one of the big ones. He's
1: the, he's the Call of Duty guy that I lost a job to.
2: Okay, so right. he's he's been around. He's been around a while. I, I would say he's same age as the rest of the roomish. No, really? He's,
1: no. Yeah, uh, he's 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 getting close to seventy. No. Wow! Wow! If he's not. If, over seventy, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I, listen, I, I, I appreciate like you. you know, kind words about the voice, Jake. Um, it's a uh, my mentor in the voice world was a guy named Don LaFontaine. Mm-hmm. You better Don LaFontaine, right? Heard yeah. the the movie trailer voice mm-hmm. uh, of every movie up until up until he passed away about, about ten years ago. Um, so I used to hang out with him and, you know, he had a studio in his house, so he would have the, you know, the, the information for the trailer would come to his house and he'd just go in and allow me to watch and do his thing and how to articulate and how to breathe and so on and so forth, you know what I mean? So the, the, the voiceover world is a very specific world, See, it's a tougher world to break into than acting is, you know, uh, because unless Keith David loses his voice, you know. Right. I got because of the voiceover thing, you get up in your underwear if you got a studio you're at your house. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it'll take yeah. you two minutes while you get coffee. You know, you never have Celeste right. or leave. So it's such an easy job to do. Uh, I'm working at it. I'm working so, at it. But uh, right now I'm concentrating on this movie.
2: Jay, I think, <laughs> gotcha. I think one of our career goals needs to be uh, look if these if these old top gear guys are doing their movies now on Amazon. When we do our first, maybe in the in the style of Jackass or something, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, we need to, we need to talk hire, to Marlon. I need to hire, see if we can hire Marlon to do the 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 trailer voice and the and trailer, trailer voice. <laughs> yeah, that, that needs to be yeah. a life goal of ours to get to get Marlon involved somehow in the voice. Of, since it's just been a recurring theme of this whole this whole podcast,
1: right? <laughs> well.
0: I, I I told Keith I was going to do this to you, man, and and I, and I have to. Can I go ahead and do this, okay. Keith?
2: Oh right, so yeah. So the shtick was what, like, uh, because from Marlon's acting career, there was a character where he got somebody to wear a hat on Jimmy Kimmel's show. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it would. Mar- Marlon would, well, it would, um, Jay, This gonna, was Jay's idea.
0: I'm 100%. gonna. <laughs> I'll send it to you, my friend. <laughs> so those now,
2: of you that, can't wait to wear
0: it. <laughs> uh, trucker, you want trucker style or you want uh, baseball cap style?
1: Uh, trucker. Let's go. Let's go trucker, because it's, it's never something that I do, but I do. I'll do it for you guys.
0: That's so, us, man. Wear, parts, wear, that's, be, be proud of that. That's 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 my <laughs> buddy. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you,
0: man. Really, appreciate absolutely. You're welcome. Thank you, Jay. Thank well you. played, yeah. man. That was. Uh, I
2: forgot all about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, you know, that that whole scene, man, I mean, I remember the first time, let me tell you my reaction when I saw that scene, the first time I saw it, I'm looking at my wife and I'm going, I know this guy, I I, I know this guy, and then you just started popping up everywhere, man, it was like, that's Marlon, you know, so, so that funny. was, uh, yeah, that was the first, and then I really got hooked, just waiting, I got hooked on Entourage, just waiting for you to come back on, you know, so, wow. Wow. Yeah, I was one of my favorite characters, man. I mean, you had the body shop, and you know, just just a very cool, very cool uh, character, man. This, so
1: this it's pretty cool, man. We're, we're, thank you. Sorry.
2: No, it's all yours. Go ahead.
1: No, it's not, uh. Well, let me see that other the, the cap that was on your left hand.
2: I think you need to send them both.
0: I'll send you I, one I of you. I think you
2: need to send them both.
0: Yeah, I might have to have both of them. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'll text. you. I'll get your address and send it to you. So. Okay. Yeah, excellent. So uh, the the so you do this whole body of work. I've done about two hundred commercials over over, over the years, right? And uh, and then whatever TV series, and a bit part in this movie, and whatever you know. But uh, it's always cool. It's it's always weird still to me. Um, one is this weird to get called a celebrity. It's just it's weird, you know. But whatever. Uh, the other is getting recognized, you know, and in particularly, in, in particular, getting recognized outside of here, right? Because other actors know you, know you. see an audition or whatever, you know, people see or people that you know, you know, or someone back home, you know. Goes, oh man, I saw you on whatever, right? But to go to uh, uh, a, 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 another country or, or another city, like I was in San Francisco, walking, and, how, and it, it's it's indicative of how how popular. Entourage is, right? Or it's huge. Wife and I are walking down this crowded street going shopping, and it's packed. And we're walking down there, and I see these two guys walking towards us, and you know, just see them in the crowd because they're animatedly talking to each other. And they get about three feet in front of me, and this guy turns to his partner, he goes, Dude, it's, it's Rufus.
2: <laughs> it's it's always the character name, never the actual actor. Never.
1: absolutely. Which is the great thing about being a character actor, because they don't know your name; they just know the character. You know, <laughs> sometimes they don't, they just don't know what they man. I know you from. Did we go to school together? Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's, but that's, that's just happening. I, was, I I say that because that, uh, we we're in, uh, uh, as you know, as both of you know, I was in the uh, we the wife and I were in Dubai for a week, and uh, we're at this hotel and this young, this young kid came and, you know, he was, it was a, uh, one of the waiters next to the pool. And he goes, I, you look familiar. Have you been here before? He said, no, no, it's the first time here. He goes, you look, you look familiar. I don't know why you look familiar. I said, ah, I don't know, man. You, you know So he goes away and gets our drink order and comes back. And, uh, there was a show on MTV called the hard times of RJ Berger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I played a coach on that show. Who was essentially Rufus but angrier, right? right? So he comes back with that drink and he goes, "You're the coach. You're the coach on RJ Berger Show." (laughs) And he was from Kenya. Oh wow! He was was from Kenya. How did you see that show? He got bootlegged. Yeah, yeah. Well, he said there was some store and they had it on DVD, so he got he found it on DVD, real or bootleg, but he you know became his favorite show and. You
0: know, that's, you're right. We were talking, we had a, we did a podcast on how Netflix is just, I mean, it's available yeah, yeah. in every country and that's the streaming service and it has really made the world such a small place now. Very I mean, small. You, you you can run into anybody anywhere, any that you've seen, you know? So that's, sure. uh, that's quite interesting. I, I don't have, uh, I don't have that problem yet, <laughs> but I'm planning, <laughs> but I'm planning on it. If I keep this up, man, maybe one day. Right. So, <laughs> You will. You will yep. soon. Well, I hope so. Keith, Keith had a. We, I, I was telling him about the Kia commercial that you mm-hmm. did, and I really, really love the message there. And he is a baseball coach, a little league baseball coach.
2: Really?
1: He,
0: yes. So, Keith, you want to Good touch on, on that you. one Good a little bit?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I'm gonna get. This is you're opening the door for me to get in trouble. Like, I, 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 <laughs> I, I th- I'm trying to stay out of controversy here. So. Yeah, right. Um well, <laughs> when you're when you're coaching you do it when the parents aren't around and then you know it's sort of you can say what you want and you know there's that grit factor, right? But um I I am a fan of of within reason, like I you know our coaches that we all had like there was no water, right? Like you earned water, right? Like you do laps mm-hmm. until you pass out and then maybe you'll get some mm-hmm. water, but um I I'm just so you did a commercial marlin for Kia. Jay, I I've seen like your I did a little bit of homework and 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 I've seen like maybe the past couple years worth of your stuff and then your entourage work just because I was a huge fan of all of that stuff. Sure, sure. Um so the 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 can I say participation Sure. like the sticker and the trophy and that that commercial kind of tied into that mentality. And I just don't, the, the, the kids that I coach, like, that's not, I'm not a fan of that. I I just, I think that you, you look, this isn't anything new. We've talked about this for the past hour and a half. You got to have good work ethic to get somewhere or be extremely lucky. One of the two. And if it's me, I'm not great at playing the lottery. I'll take the work ethic every time, you know? Yeah. Keep, keep digging at it and you'll, you'll end up, you know, I, I just, so that, that, that work that you did sort of hit home even though I know you're, you're working for Kia in that case, but I was a fan of that work.
1: Well, you know, it's uh, I I did a podcast uh, a few months ago and the last uh, question he asked me was, what are your top three, what are your top three favorite things that you've done, right? And you said, well, Entourage, and, and War of the Worlds, because I got to work with Tom Cruise and Spielberg, and the other was the Kia commercial, because of, because it's, a one is it's the message, right? But it just happens to be a message that resonated with me personally, because I'm, I, I, feel the same way, and if you're from the background, for certain the background that Jay and I come from, and apparently you as well, nothing's given to you. And, and you don't expect anything to be given to you. You know, it's like, what, what does this take? Well, you gotta work harder than that guy. Okay, okay, flight school was that. It's like, what, is it, what, is it, what do you wanna fly? Well, what's the, what's, the, what's the best thing to fly? Well, that'd be fighters. Well, how do you do that? Well, you gotta graduate in the top 5% of the class. Okay, I guess I'll knuckle down and do that then, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's one of of the many commercials that I've done. That is my absolute favorite one.
2: No one probably could have pulled it off that did not have the conviction of that being a life principle like you did. I mean, that's that's what made it, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, somebody yeah. like that. Fortunately, it happened to be me, so no, I got. To, I, it was, I got you. To it was meant something. to be yours. I think
2: that's where we're going. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, Marlon, I, I, I got, I have to say to you, I, I apologize that there's just so much that we could talk about, and I'm, I'm happy to know that you're willing to come back on and talk to us more, um, Absolutely. at some point. I know you're very busy. Um, we'll stay in touch for sure Great. to keep. Keep keep this dialogue open, and obviously you and I are keeping up with with home and stuff. I'll be back there probably after the first of the year. Okay. Um, I'll I'll let you know how it goes. Please, um, Keith is going to work on the production of this uh, podcast and get it out there, and we'll let you know when it's out there. So Excellent. anyway, man, this is this has been fun,
2: Jake. This is a blast, man. Yes, yeah. Marlon, profound thank you for yes. your valuable time with us. Jay, can you do, um, in 30 seconds, can you do our social media ready? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are you ready? Go. Okay. Hey, guys. Hey, catch us on com, And uh, if you want to listen to our podcast on that website, you can go to the uh, drop-down menu, and uh, you'll find all the podcast links, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it. Check us out over on YouTube, our YouTube channel. Um, check us out on Instagram. We are, we are forward slash Instagram at the parts counter guru. And in Facebook, we are parts kind gurus. And, um, when you go to YouTube, please subscribe. They are free to you, but they are prices to us.
2: Nice. So there you go. You got yeah. it. Yeah. You got it. You got it with a couple seconds to spare. Good job, Jay.
0: Oh, really? Wow. Good job, Jay. Look at you. Well, well, thank you, man. I'm I'm coming Uh, along.
2: So, um, (laughs) Marlon, again, thank you very much. for absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. That's Jay way over there. I am here. Uh, I'm Keith, and I will leave everyone with this. The guy that laughs last didn't get the joke.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody.
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening and watching.
0: Boom, boom, kaboom, bubba, da ka, boom, boom, whatever, right?